Review of CDC's Project First Line website and resources. A conversation with Jenny Bender of Pennsylvania Project First Line. This webinar included a visual PowerPoint presentation. To watch a video recording, visit the link in the description of this podcast. Good afternoon and welcome to our series of webinars focused on bringing you information about COVID-19 related topics. The information in these weekly webinars is geared toward long-term care and skilled nursing facilities, but we encourage everyone who's interested to attend. Today, we'll be reviewing infection prevention and control resources available from CDC's Project First Line and Pennsylvania Project First Line. Everyone who has entered the meeting uh, has been entered on mute, but we will have a discussion at the end of this webinar. So if you have questions or comments, please submit them using either the chat or the Q&A tool in your Zoom menu, and you can also raise your hand to request to be unmuted and ask your question out loud. We invite you to join us every Wednesday at 2 p.m. for more of our weekly webinars. Next week, we'll be discussing colonized versus active MDROs, or multidrug-resistant organisms, and that webinar will be the same time and place next Wednesday at 2 p.m. My name is Kathy Caudill. I'm a communications specialist with Quality Insights, and now I'd like to introduce our guest today, Jenny Bender. Jenny is currently an infection preventionist with the Bureau of Epidemiology at the Pennsylvania Department of Health, where she is supervisor for Pennsylvania Project First Line. Jenny, thank you for joining us today. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm here today to talk to you about Pennsylvania Project First Line and, and give you an overview of the resources that we have. We are also going to walk through um, one of the, the trainings that I really enjoy from the CDC, just to give you an idea um, of what a Project First Line training will look like in your facility. So Pennsylvania Project First Line is an innovative project. Our goal is to promote foundational knowledge on infection prevention and control for all types of frontline healthcare workers. So this does not mean just clinical workers. We really love to instruct EVS departments, dietary um, activities, really anybody in your facility that comes face to face with a resident. This program was developed in partnership with the CDC and our goal really is to build up Pennsylvania's healthcare workforce so that they're confident in their infection prevention expertise and therefore keep the healthcare community and really the community at large safe from infectious disease threats. So we reach healthcare workers in all healthcare settings. Um, nursing homes and personal care homes are a big, big part of what we do, but we also will occasionally go into hospitals, um, different types of outpatient clinics and dialysis centers. We teach all types of healthcare workers, like I said, um, and we strongly believe that infection control works, that it's a team effort and that it matters. Um, a lot of the times these behavior changes seem inconsequential, but they really do add up and prevent infections um, in the people that we care for. All Project First Line trainings are accessible. So no matter what your previous training or educational background, you really should be able to understand each training or video. Um, and they're really concise, which is my favorite part about them. Um, healthcare workers are busy, they're burnt out. Um, any video that Project First Line puts out will be a maximum length of 10 minutes long. In fact, the one I'm gonna show you today, hopefully if it works, is less than two minutes long. Um, and a lot of this stuff is interactive to keep people engaged. Um, there are built-in knowledge checks. There are different little games that you can play um, that are kind of choose your own adventure. So it's not just somebody talking at you all the time. So in Pennsylvania, we have our own Project First Line website. And the link is here in the slides, which I, which I do believe will be shared with you after the presentation. Um, you can see right at the top is a training request form, which we're going to go over in a little bit. 
Uh, there's also an ad here for our text message program, which is one of my favorite things that we do. So if you text the word join to IPC for you, and so it's not actually going to be the letters. Um, it's going to be uh, the numbers that correlate to those letters. I forget what it is off the top of my head, but I can throw it in the chat later once I figure it out. Um, every Friday at noon, we send a different text. Sometimes they're fun facts. We try to throw emojis in there. Um, sometimes they're links to the short videos. Uh, sometimes we feature um, partner activities. So what different states are doing and some of the other Project First Land partners like the AHA, um, the American Hospital Association. There's also the Association for Healthcare Environment that, do, that they do a lot with like different pathogen matchup games and stuff. So we try, try to keep the resources uh, fresh in the text messaging program. We also have all of our like self-developed content on our webpage. So we try to, I mean, you can do what you can do, but we try to organize it so it's easy to pull down. If you're not subscribed to the newsletters, um, you can pull down all of the old issues from our webpage. We have posters that you can either order, um, we'll mail them to you, or you can print them yourself if you have that capability. And then there are all the different links to the CDC uh, resources as well. Our newsletters, we try to keep really simple, two to three pages. Um, we try to tackle kind of hot topics. So this one you could see was our winter newsletter. We went into respiratory viruses and how to tell the difference between them. We put one of these out uh, quarterly and we send it out via text. Uh, we have our state social media uh, person put it on our Facebook and Twitter, and then we also email it. You can uh, request to be on the email list on our webpage, or I also have our resource account um, information for you in the slides. We've done a series of posters that you may have seen at your facilities. Um, most of them were about COVID-19. Some of them, the dinosaurs, my very, very favorite. That one, if you remember, Dana, she made. I love the Corgi, too, on masking. Uh, but some of them are just vaccines. We have a second series of posters coming out um, this year, so look for more of these. We also offer continuing education credits. So the CDC content actually is grouped into seven groups, um, and this is a major part of the resources that are going to be coming out um, through Quality Insights. You can actually get CEs for doing them. It takes a bunch because they're you know they're short; they're about ten minutes long. So you have to do a good group of them to get a CE, but those are available. And then if you go out to PA train, um, some of our longer project first line presentations are available for, for one CEU as well. Um, there is a link on our website at the very, very top. If you're interested in requesting a training from project first line, we're happy to do in-person or virtual training for healthcare facilities in Pennsylvania. And so you can just complete the web form. Um, it kind of lets us know your preferences on topics and times and what your target staff is. Uh, we try to keep it simple. Once you fill out this form, it will go right to our resource um, inbox. So it's just like a little bit easier than writing us the email to ask. And then we'll get back to you and schedule a meeting um, to talk about, you know, your preferred dates and getting all the logistics ironed out to come and see you. So if you go to the CDC Project First Line webpage, they have a lot, a lot of content out there. Um, they usually have their featured stuff at the top. They have recently translated almost everything into Spanish, which is really great. Um, I certainly couldn't do that myself, so I'm very grateful that they did it. And then there is um, infection control uh, materials that are divided up into categories. 
the, the one that's infection control is really more general, but then they also have a lot of COVID-19 specific topics that are still up. Um, there uh, are a lot of different uh, frequently asked questions and um, you know accomplishments pages. So if anybody asks you uh, what Project First Line is or why you should care um, from your leadership, these are all good references to use. And then my favorite series is the Recognize Infection Risks in Healthcare because at the end of the day, this is really what it's all about is learning how to recognize the risks in your environment and then potential steps that you could take to stop it from spreading. Infection control in healthcare is really more than just policies and procedures. It's an essential part of caring for and protecting patients and residents. So when you can understand and apply infection control actions consistently and confidently, every person, every action, every day, you can save lives. Infection control education for healthcare workers should be accessible and easy to understand. Project First Line offers educational materials and resources that provide CDC infection control training for all frontline healthcare workers. So these can help you build your knowledge and keep you updated on the latest infection control practices for healthcare settings. Um, and the products really range from like little bite-sized social media assets. So it might just be literally like an animated picture um, or a Facebook post that they've created for you to complete interactive scenarios on how to identify infection risks to toolkits and job aids. So if you're interested in hosting your own infection control trainings, there's even toolkits that teach you how to do that. All of these resources were developed uh, with healthcare workers uh, in focus groups, and they really try to make them um, not only easy for other healthcare workers to understand, but also to be um, trainings that they requested. And that's something that we at Pennsylvania, you know, hold to heart too. Project Firstline's committed to creating resources that help frontline healthcare workers understand and confidently apply the infection control principles and protocols necessary to protect themselves, their families, and their community. So you can just see here, there's more promotional materials. There's a link to the uh, page of all the materials in Spanish, and then there's a link to anything you can earn CE credits for if that's something that's important to your staff. There are videos, social media graphics, um, print materials, and then there are a lot of promotional events. I think there's one coming up, I wanna say it's with the AMA, and the CDC will advertise these on Facebook. Um, you can register and then you can go. This one's with Dr. Abigail Carlson from the CDC. I wanna say it's like April 16th. I can get back depending on the exact date, but those are also really good to, to go to because those are kind of the forums Project First Line holds to, um, to survey healthcare workers about what their training needs are. And I did say that there are some um, Spanish language materials that are now available. And there's a video we're actually gonna try and play for you here. You deal with risks every day at work. Think about times when you're mopping up a spill, checking a medicine dose, or when you see a wobbly patient about to fall. You see a possible problem that could hurt a patient and you take action. You can use this same process of recognizing risk when it comes to infection control in healthcare. If you learn to spot the opportunities for germs to spread, then you can step in and take action to stop the spread of germs. So why are we so focused on germs in healthcare? The risk for germs to spread is different than it is at home and in the community. There's a higher chance for germs to spread in healthcare settings 
than, for example, a grocery store, because it's where patients who are sick come for care. And patients who are already weak or ill are likely to be more vulnerable to infection. Healthcare is also unique because some of the things healthcare workers do as part of giving care can put patients at risk of infection, like starting an IV. Sometimes we are the opportunities for germs to spread. We interact with a lot of people throughout the day. We touch a lot of things and we use many different kinds of equipment. And these are all ways we can spread germs. All of this is why we have to think about infection control in healthcare differently than we think about infection control in the community. And so as part of the CDC training, you would show the video in its entirety. And then there, uh, for each training, this one is recognizing risks. Um, some examples of um, different risks that you see. So what risk do you see here? Um, a person's on a ladder, they could fall. And what steps do you take to mitigate that risk? Well, you hold the ladder for them while they change the light bulb. So although this is more of an example from practical life, what we do at work is not that different. So work and healthcare, we mitigate risk all the time by cleaning up spills, by checking medication dos dosages, or by stepping in to help to see if we could, you know, help a patient who's unsteady on their feet and could fall as we talked about, you know, in the video. So the same idea applies to infection control, um, except that the actions you take maybe aren't as obvious. But when there's a risk for germs to spread, you do certain things like cleaning your hands before you give an injection or putting on PPE before doing certain tasks, cleaning and disinfecting high touch surfaces like door handles, light switches, bed rails, call lights. Um, thinking further about the idea of recognizing risk as opposed to just, you know, kind of doing things that were written down on a list that we were supposed to do. Um, helps you think of times at work when you have have a risk and you recognized it um, and you stop the germs from spreading. So I'm sure you can all think of something that you've done at work to stop germs from spreading before they cause any problems. So healthcare is different because there is a higher risk of germs in healthcare. So there's a higher chance that patients might have an infection. There's um, actually a lot of research that's you know, getting a lot of attention right now that I think you guys are going to talk about next week when you talk about MDROs. Uh, patients and residents are more likely to be vulnerable to infection. Um, the things we do as part of care can directly put people at risk of infection, especially when you talk about things like medical devices. And then the work that we do presents many opportunities for germs to spread, especially when we as healthcare workers are going from patient to patient to patient to patient. Sometimes we're carrying those, those germs with us. So I think when you stop to think about what makes healthcare a unique setting with all of these challenges and risks for infection spread, um, it really helps you start to think about the actions you take as mitigating those risks and not just something, you know, infection control told you to do. So where is the risk for germs to spread in healthcare? So we're gonna look at some photos, um, identify the infection risk in the photos, and then share some ideas. And this works really well when you have a small group. So here's a person coughing in a waiting room. So this person looks like they're a patient coming for care, looks like they don't feel good. Um, the risk my eye is immediately drawn to is that that person is touching a pen and a clipboard that's probably going to be, you know, shared with another patient, but it also looks like she has a gap in her mask. So that could be a risk. And even the chair she's sitting in, if it's not wiped out immediately, could be a risk as well. 
So this one looks like the same waiting room, maybe a different waiting room. And there's somebody here with a big wound, um, sort of covered up, but you can still see that, that it's actively bleeding. The person next to them, same thing, has a, has a pen and a clipboard. Um, and so there's also that risk there of germ spreading, but it's, it's different than the, the respiratory risk. This one's going to be more of a contact or a bloodborne pathogen risk. And then in this one, there's no patient, but there's definitely still an infection risk. So my eye is drawn to the sharps overflowing out of that sharps container. There's also an overflowing trash can. You don't really, you know, see what the trash is, but if it's things like used tissues or, you know, other clinical items, it, it could certainly be. There are also a bunch of supplies near the sink. Um, and that's not something you might think of, but if you're if you're thinking about a bug like Pseudomonas, um, it could definitely be an infection risk there too. Lots of waterborne germs as well. So I think these images are really helpful to show in a small group and, and have discussion um, with staff. Kind of to bring it together, what's one risk for germs to spread that you might recognize in your daily work? For me, um, it's on my hands. Like even though I work at home, um, I'm back and forth between you know my little kids and my desk and other things in my house. So even though I'm not in a clinical environment, I try to wash my hands all the time. Um, and I'm already answering the second question, which is when you recognize that risk, what's one thing you can do to help stop germs from spreading? And so this might look like source control. It might look like hand hygiene. It might look like surface um, disinfection between between patients or residents, but I think that that doing these rather than just, um, you know, going over slides and telling people things, asking them questions about risks that, that they can see in the environment is, um, is really helpful. And so you'll always uh, offer an opportunity for questions and then conclude your training with some takeaways. Um, Risk recognition is seeing the potential for a problem to happen. You can help control infections in healthcare by learning to recognize the risk for germs to spread and cause infection and not letting it happen. And then healthcare is the unique setting. So we consider germs differently in healthcare than we do in other places. And that's because um, we have people that are at risk for infection. We have people that are more likely to have and spread infection. And then we are back and forth between those people. So at every training, they also provide all the resources, which is really nice. So the Project First Line CDC uh, website and Facebook, also the Twitter page. Uh, they just started an Instagram page. There's all of the videos on a YouTube page. So they've really covered the social media um, bases. You can sign up for emails. In addition to all of the content, you'll get invitations to those town halls. And then they have a feedback form. And so I did not add my own links because. I have my own links at the end. So if you want any of the PA specific content, or if you're interested in the CDC content, you can, you can come out to our webpage as well. And if you have any questions or training requests, or you want to get our emails, you can feel free to contact the team at ra-dhfirstline at pa.gov. Jenny, thank you so much for joining us today and for this great presentation. I'd like to thank everyone here for joining us today and hope you can rejoin us next week. Thanks for having me. We really strongly believe that education does not have to take a long time to be effective. So we're happy to be a part of it.
You can check out our other interviews at qualityinsights.org slash QIN slash multimedia.